Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I am so glad you're here. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and up until about five years ago, I was just your average mom of three. It was after the sudden loss of my father that my life changed forever, and the rising within me began. In this podcast, we will talk all things spiritual and healing through a very grounded and relatable approach. I hope you'll join me remembering who you always were as we rise together. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Intuitive Rising Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Brooks, and we have a very special episode today. We are being joined by the lovely Kate Flick. Hello, Kate. Welcome. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for inviting me. You're so welcome. This has been a long time coming, I feel. It's interesting because I feel like this this episode together is a long time coming, but also the fact that we both have launched our own solo podcast is a long time coming as well. Um, funny enough, yes. Kate and I met, I don't know if we met in the podcasting course, but we that was the beginning of the connection, I think, like around the time we kind of got to know each other. Uh, we took a podcasting course, uh, like a virtual one, and we were in there together. Uh, so when I say it's been a long time coming, that was years ago. <laughs> yeah, that was a long time. That was like before the pandemic, I think it I was, think. right? Or right or, around the beginning of right, it. it. No, was, maybe, yeah, the beginning of the, during the pandemic, like 2020, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so it's been a long time coming in more ways than one. So Kate, why don't you introduce yourself to my community here? Um, I bet we have a lot of like similar people in our followings. I feel like we have similar people following and listening. So um, some of you might know both of us, but why don't, for those of you that do not know Kate, why don't you go ahead and uh, just tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Well, thank you again. Thank You're you welcome. for inviting me. I'm super excited to connect with you in this way. Um, yeah, my name is Kate Flick. I am, I was just, I don't know, it's coming down as like, I'm a semi-retired high school teacher. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know exactly how I stand right now with my teaching, but I am, I've been a teacher for 20 years, a high school teacher yeah. for 20 years, which is crazy to say out loud. And I'm on a little hiatus. I love mm -hmm. teaching, but I'm focusing on my spiritual business right now. And I am a Karuna Reiki master teacher. Um, I'm an IC RT uh, animal Reiki master as well. So that's kind of something new that I um, got certified in this fall, which, which is, which I've really enjoyed. Um, I'm also an Akashic records reader and a meditation and breathwork teacher. So lots wow. of healing. I'm very into the healing modalities. <laughs> that's yeah. what my interest is. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect podcast um, name because your podcast name is Heal Here. Heal here, yes. Yeah, that's perfect. Did that just kind of come to you intuitively? Yeah, I was I was struggling with like deciding what to name it and like the direction I really wanted to go. And I feel like I don't. I know you're supposed to niche down with everything, but for me, I do have a lot of interests, and I just kind of felt like everything seems to fall under the umbrella of healing. And like for me, like medium. When you come on my podcast, I'm so excited to have you and talk about mediumship because that is like su such a healing gift and healing modality. Mm -hmm. So yeah, just everything that I'm interested in is kind of under that umbrella of healing. Yeah. 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 I struggled a little bit too. I, there's a few different names I had kind of in my back pocket. It was one of the reasons actually that I struggled launching it. I was, I, I see now that I was like kind of holding myself back for 
just such a little tiny reason. Same. Um, yeah. But yeah, I struggled too. And then I decided, you know what? I'm just going to keep everything the same. The intuitive rising everywhere. Um, yes. Because no, my biggest message good. is about, yeah, is about remembering and like rising, re- rising and remembering of the same thing to me. Um, kind of remembering your innate soul gifts and in what you're all about. And yeah, I think that goes hand in hand with healing. I love that. I also just realized today is International Women's Day, the day that we're recording. So that's perfect. Um, yeah. As we have, you know, we're both women here, identify as women, and we are both um you know, I feel like we're, well, we're both small business owners. We're both mm-hmm. taking some big, brave moves in our life as of lately, making big, like, soul-aligned choices. And, you know, I think that's, I think that's beautiful and wonderful. So happy International Women's Day to you. Listeners, Thank this you. will not be airing on International Women's Day, but um, it is today. So I felt like I <laughs> wanted to mention it. Uh, so let's get into um, the Reiki piece. So Reiki is how... I feel like that's not the way that we met, but it's the way that we connected in a more deeper level. Um, so why don't you start off and and mention to uh, explain to some of our listeners how what is Reiki? Let's start with what is Reiki. Okay, so <laughs> it's interesting. Like that's a big question. I feel yes, like um, it is, but and I'll try to keep it simple because to me Reiki is just I don't know. It's changed my life, and it's just there's so much. There's just so much, so many kind of dimensions of Reiki. But when you get down to it, the word Reiki, a lot of people think Reiki is the healing modality, but Reiki is actually the energy itself. Mm -hmm. So when we're talking about Reiki, we're actually talking about, about the energy Mm -hmm. and it's, it, it is when we're talking about using Reiki or being a conduit for the energy, it is a healing modality, a Japanese healing modality, um, but when you come back to the word rei ki, rei meaning spiritual wisdom and ki meaning life force energy. Right. And so what Reiki is, is a spiritually guided life force energy. And ki, the word ki is symbolic of life force energy. In a lot of cultures, you know, there are words for life force energy like ki, chi, prana. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in our Western culture, we don't have a word that kind of encompasses that life force energy, which I feel like is really telling because we haven't given, you know, we haven't seen the importance or realized the importance of this life force energy and how it can positively affect our, our lives and our health, our mental and physical well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Reiki is the energy itself. The healing modality, as I said, is a Japanese he- healing modality for stress and stress relief and relaxation mm-hmm. just in that in, in the simplest in the simplest terms that's yeah what I like to say but it's it is so much it is so more. much more than that so much and more. I know you've had experiences with it's almost you have to you know experience the energy yeah to understand it it's funny we're talking about like trying to put things into words too because I just had somebody message me today and they were like I was just looking at your website. I wanted to let you know that you helped me like the way you were describing some of your offerings helped me kind of determine how to word what my offerings are because it's so hard to verbalize what it is that this Mm -hmm. is, right? (laughs) Whether it's like Reiki energy, whether it is tapping into mediumship or, or what have you, it's so hard to put into words like what is this and what can it do for you? It's just something to be experienced, right? (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. I always say if you can just experience it, then you can better understand. Like the words never seem to do it justice. Like it's just has to be experienced. Mm -hmm. And, and I think like you, that's where I remember really connecting with you is you coming to whenever I would hold those Reiki experiences and you, you did them and you know, it was so cool afterwards, you would get all these visuals and these messages that would be very similar to the messages that were coming through for me. And Mm -hmm. it was just, it was, it was so cool to, to have that connection. Yeah. Well, that, yeah, those, those connections actually blew my mind. I remember one, uh, I sat in, I did with you and it was, we both saw one of those, like, what are they called? Like the, from the eighties from our childhood, I think, think Kane and I are the oh, same yeah. age. One of those, what spinny, are those? Like, those spinny things, death as, traps. <laughs> yeah. As kids. So well, if you're listening and you are, you know, in your early forties, maybe I grew up in the eighties, you remember me, remember one of those metal, um, spinning wheels and you, somebody <laughs> would stand on the edge and like run around and then jump on and the rest of us would like sit or lay on it. <laughs> We both saw that come through in a, in a, in a session and it was insane that that same thing came through. Yeah. And it was, I forget what the deeper meaning was about, was it around feeling out of control with the Mm -hmm. energy? I can't even remember what the, the the meaning was. Like spinning out of control or like feeling ungrounded in in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's just kind of, yeah. Unbelievable that we were picking up, we were having similar images come to us during the Reiki experience. And, and that's how I love the Reiki energy because like, even in these group experiences that I, I host or in, in the trainings, the energy comes down, it's spiritually guided. It works with every person on an individual level, but then Mm -hmm. it, it also facilitates like this unity that people end up having these similar experiences and connections. And it's like, Mm -hmm. it, it works with us individually, but also connects us. I don't know. It's, it's just really cool. It really is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause I remember a few other people, like there was other things that came through that we both had experienced that other people were like, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. Um, so what are the benefits you as somebody, you know, you're a Reiki master, right? Mm -hmm. So that means once you've reached that level that you can, um, attune other people with that energy. I guess maybe that's a good uh, thing. What does that mean, like, to be attuned to it? So it's not like anybody could just practice Reiki. You have to be attuned to the energy. And then I guess to follow up, like, what what have you found in your life as benefits of, like, receiving Reiki and giving it? And uh, maybe I can speak to my experience a little bit, too. Yeah, no, I would love to hear your experience, mm-hmm. too. Um, yeah, so to the attunement, exactly what you said, like there are so many frequencies of life force energy. Okay. There are just so many frequencies Reiki and, and the Reiki that I teach and that I'm attuned to is holy fire Reiki. So there are different types of Reiki and lineages. Yeah. And a lot of people are familiar with the traditional Yusui Reiki. The holy fire Reiki is uses the Japanese techniques that are taught in Yasui Reiki, but then the energy for, you know, the courses that I teach for the Reiki that I'm attuned to is this holy fire. And it's a very high frequency, refined conscious energy, which is, I just, it amazes me all the time. It literally blows my mind that just how intelligent this energy is and how it works with people and gives you exactly what you need on kind of your healing path and journey. But exactly what you said, you need to be attuned to it, okay? So you so you can be a conduit for the energy. 
And a lot of people think like, do I have to have a special gifts or intuitive, you know, do I have to be super spiritual or intuitive to, you know, be attuned to Reiki and practice Reiki? A hundred percent. No. Okay. This is, this is something that's available to all of us through the attunement. We can all, we are simply the conduit for this energy Mm -hmm. so that, and through that attunement, okay, we actually receive an energetic upgrade and, and we become attuned to the frequency so we can be a conduit for the frequency. Mm And I should say that the traditional, we, I, I oftentimes use the word attunement and that's what they use in, in Yusui Reiki. In the Holy Fire, we call it a placement. It's the same okay. thing. It's just because in Holy Fire Reiki, this attunement is done differently and it takes the master teacher out of the equation so that, for right. instance, I can't lower the vibration of this attunement that's happening. And so it's called a placement because almost like the energy is being placed in Place you. In you. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's, it's the same idea when you hear attunement and placement is a, is synonymous with attunement. Um, yeah. it's just more that placement is, um, something that is you, we, is a terminology used in holy fire. And okay. so wait, I'm trying to remember what your other question was. Um, oh, it was, um, what have you noticed like benefits of, of giving and receiving Reiki, whether it's like in your own life or just like if you want to share what you've seen in other people's lives that you've played used like yeah placed there's so many like there's so I, many there's so, so many things <laughs> yeah um like physical and emotional benefits like for instance what's just popping into my mind right now is i'm a i'm a junior high basketball coach and i actually use reiki with my basketball players and which maybe seems a bit i don't know if the word's unconventional but it kind of you wouldn't expect that maybe but you know and i'll always ask their consent but there's always like injuries happening yeah. and if, if if somebody's rolling an ankle you will see me on the side saying is it okay if i give you reiki they know i'm gonna ask and and i'm i'm channeling reiki to the injury whenever it happens and that can definitely help um speed recovery and um you know really facilitate healing of an injury but one particular story is coming to mind uh couple of years ago I had a basketball player who was in practice and she just came off the court like crying bawling crying and she's like such a tough like player Mm -hmm. like she just would play through anything run into the type of player that would run into a wall she just has this Mm -hmm. she's so aggressive crazy work ethic and she I was just like what's like I was surprised to see her just Mm -hmm. removing herself from the play and she said, I'm getting, I have a, a migraine, I get migraines and she was just crying. And I said, okay, can I give you Reiki? And so I, and she was just like, yes, like she didn't Whatever know what she was do. agreeing yeah. to, <laughs> but yeah. she, you know, she's desperate too. And I put my hands on her head and I just started to channel Reiki to her. And within five minutes, the pain, like she stopped crying. The pain literally fully disappeared. And this is stuff like, again, I'm a skeptic. I honestly have, I was skeptical of a lot of things. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, I am a skeptic around some of these things. I wasn't always somebody who believed in everything. Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't believe in a lot of things to be honest before kind of spiritually awakening. So to see this like happen and her to be able to go back on the court and play, like I, it was just crazy to me to see Mm -hmm. something physical like that. Um, 
but like other things, it's really wonderful for insomnia. Like I would, my mom, I would, she struggled with her sleep a lot and I would yeah. send her Reiki distantly mm-hmm. um, most nights. And if I, for some reason, didn't, but missed a night, I would talk to her the next day and her sleep was she not as, yeah. yeah, she would know. And um, I mean, wow. there's just so many uses for it, but it's so amazing for anxiety. Like that's what it helped me with first is I was struggling a lot with anxiety. Um, yeah. But yeah. And phys- like, there's just so many, there's so, so many, many benefits. Benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you think if you're a conduit for the energy, and you mentioned the word energetic upgrade, then it's like, mm-hmm. it's working, it's doing something on its own, like without you. But but then, you know, if you intentionally use it, because I talk a lot about intentionality in my work. I think when it comes to energy, intention is everything. So, you know, totally. if, if it's already using you as a conduit and then you're intentionally working with it, you, I just would imagine it would be that much more healing. Yes. But to like see it energy, work, f- Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, no, keep going. (laughs) I was going to say to see it, you know, do something, especially through the skeptical lens. I actually love that you bring that up because I've shared on this podcast as well that I am a natural skeptic. So although I've like, looking back, I can see I've been a medium since I was a child, right? And always experienced spirit. I've always known I had psychic senses. There was still this part of me that was like trying to disprove everything. Um, and, And in fact, it plays a role in why I call myself an evidential medium because I want to show the proof, the evidence of it. Right. And I do that because of that natural skepticism that runs within me. I think that skepticism can be healthy so long mm-hmm. as there's some, you know, curiosity is different than closed off. So I think there needs to be a, a level of curiosity. I see that in my work a lot. But I, I, I wonder if it's different with Ricky. Like, have you ever had somebody book a session with you? Or even if, like, you've just encountered somebody and you've given them Reiki where they were super, like, this is BS, um, I would imagine they wouldn't book a session with you, right? Like, it's just funny because I've had a client actually book a session with me. This was once at the very beginning. And I know that spirit was testing me that did not believe at all and was trying to disprove me the whole time. Um, and it was like, it was, it was interesting to say the least, but like, there was a level of like the things were coming through that were truthful. Like he had a spouse in the background that was like, that's true. That's that. Like, that's totally true. You know, like just (laughs) totally close off from it. I could still bring forward the information, but it certainly didn't feel as good on my end. But I think it might be different with, with you. Like, I I don't know. I can't imagine somebody booking a a Reiki session and being like, this is BS. I just want to prove it's all, it's all BS. But I'm curious about skepticism. Yeah, I wondered, and that's something I wanted to chat with you about because oh, I yeah, cool. w- wonder about that, like with mediumship. Um, but with, I don't know, I sat re- in the very beginning just because I've been in a lot of like mentorship programs with a lot of mediums. I've worked with a lot of different, um, just in spiritual groups, work with mediums and, and we've talked about setting boundaries with spirit and I've talked to them. I've heard their stories around skeptics and I made the decision I don't want to work with anybody who's a skeptic. Just personally, some people, I guess, love that's a challenge. They love that challenge to work with skeptics. 
personally, I don't, I'm like, I don't need that challenge. I'm good. I don't want to prove, I don't need to prove. I spent my life yes. trying to prove myself uh, in this arena, yeah. in this little container. I don't want to have to prove yeah. myself. So I set a boundary with spirit. Um, when I started this work that I only want to work with people that, um, are ready to heal, that are, are open to this guidance and information and that are, yeah, that, that are open to the modality. I don't want to have to persuade or convince. And, yeah. you know, I haven't had, to my knowledge, I, I haven't had any haven't type had of, yeah, experience with a skeptic or any resistance in that way. I'm smiling because I don't know if you know, but I have the same boundary and I said it actually uh, soon after that experience. So that was at the very beginning when like I first started offering readings um, and they were like $25, you know, like this is the beginning yeah. of my journey. Right. And after that, I said, spirit, I, this is, this is the intention I'm setting. I don't want to have to prove my, like, so the evidence piece is not really about proving for me. I don't know. I just, I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I don't want to prove the other to the other person that it's real. Um, I just want to keep them open to the experience. Oh no, I totally um, get that part. Yeah. I, I totally, I, in my readings too, cause I've guidance that channels through, um, I want, I want to have evidence. Like I want mine, you want to connect with your, yes. you yes. know, I don't, I, I want to have proof to show, I don't know, my clients that, yeah, this is real. I want them to connect Yes. I want, which will allow them to better connect with the healing messages That's and the guidance right. that comes through. So I do, I do totally believe in the whole evidential piece. Like I believe that that's important for sure. It, it sounds as if we're both on the same, same wavelength in that way. It's it, and the intention is different. The intention is different with, I believe in myself. I trust in this energy. I trust in the spirit world and I want to build this connection to help this person heal versus, um, I want to prove myself cause it like, through the lens of ego right like it's totally right. it's totally different and I think that's kind of where where we're the same um about that but yeah I set a um a boundary with the spirit world as well that like I don't I want to work with soul aligned clients so that's like the first and only time anything like that happened and I yeah. always trust that you know this universe will take care of me if you put out good intention and you if you cut if you work from a good place you know good heart I think that um There'll never be any lack when it comes to clients and things totally. like that. Do you notice it that now, now that you're like, you've dedicated yourself to your work in the sense that you've made the decision, like, okay, I'm going to take some time off from teaching high school. I'm all in with this. I, I'm sure like there's been moments like where you get worried or anxiety. Like I know I do, right? Because there's this mm -hmm. lack mentality. Like, oh my God, if I don't have the steady paycheck, like what am I going to do? Right. Um, and having to work through that, that's a big thing as an entrepreneur. But do you find like now that you're like all in, like it's just, people just find you like organically. It just happens, I, right? I totally yeah. find that. And then I find that I've had periods of time where people haven't booked and, and it triggers that scarcity mindset yes. for sure. And you're like, why are people not booking what's happening? And then I've come to realize when I look back is that I was that week or two weeks where there's nothing happening. It was because I need like other things were happening in yes. my life that needed my full attention that mm -hmm. I needed to rest. And I didn't realize that I actually energetically needed to rest. Like things were happening in my personal life. So I see that spirit is looking out for me. And so now mm -hmm. I don't, I've come to realize that in the beginning I was stressing and now I'm like, okay, if things are slowing down, it's for a reason. Yeah. And like, even, you know, when I was launching my podcast, 
things start, we're slowing down a bit. And I was like, why are things slowing down? I'm like, okay, it's because if it was so busy, I wouldn't be able to launch this podcast. (laughs) So I totally think that spirit does have my back and I trust, I I am trusting that, that it's all unfolding as it should. And, but yeah, I do find that people, it's so interesting how random people find you. They're like, Mm -hmm. I don't even know how I found your Instagram page, but I did. And I just knew I had to book a reading or in a session. And it's just so cool how that happens. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I noticed the same thing and, and I'll notice periods where it's slowing down too. And I've also made the same connection. Like, okay. Like you get in that kind of doubt mindset. And then afterwards you realize why it, it happened. It was a purposeful pause, but, and, and I think now when there's a purposeful pause, I'm able to kind of get, I'm able to take myself out of the reaction of like, oh God, right? Like, no, what's wrong? What did I do wrong? And it's just like, okay, this is a purposeful pause. And it just, it's so freeing to know that. Like I was, yeah. January was like two months ago was my busiest month in business, like in the last four years. It was very, very busy, but I actually, and I loved it for certain ways, obviously, right? Cause I was like, oh, you know, I'm getting somewhere. I'm like, finally, you know, I'm feel like I'm getting my name out there and I have steady business and this is great. But then I found towards the end, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so drained. I can't keep this up. So February was like the first two weeks was very slow. And I found myself get into my headspace again, like, oh, what's wrong? Right. And then I know, as soon as I in there. <laughs> it creeps in, right. And then as soon yeah. as I like switch the mindset again, this is a purposeful pause, moving through resistance of like resting or like, you know, focusing my energy on other things like this podcast. And then all of a sudden things pick up again. So yeah, I've, I've learned to trust, um, you know, spirits got your back. And I think that's, I I want other people to feel that. Um, I think that's part of the reason I do this work is to feel that like how sweet the surrender is right Mm -hmm. with, with like just going, ah, um, and trusting that it's all going to work out. I think we need that more than ever. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I love the purposeful pause. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to use that. That's what that. I call Yeah, use it. That's <laughs> I what call I call it. it. It's a purposeful. I, it. I go, this is a purposeful pause. It's okay. You know, and I've been saying it to my husband a little bit too, because he is now after 24 years being in the military, you know, that, that's certainly a certain kind of role and a certain kind of job um, is now an entrepreneur of as, as well. So now we're both entrepreneurs and, uh, you know, if things, if things were getting slower, I was feeling like it was taking a long time to, to pick up speed. I'm like, this is a purposeful pause. You know, like we, we have to, we have to like, it's cool. Like you're building, you're building your portfolio, you're building connections. Like it's not going to happen overnight, but yeah, it's, it's certainly a shift, like moving into the entrepreneur world from the regular oh, yeah. steady <laughs> paycheck from something else. Right. It's, it's huge. It is. Yeah. 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 And there's so much that goes into, it is scary. It's certainly, yeah. And there's so much that goes into being an entrepreneur that people don't know about. Right. It's like, we're not just working when you see us on the screen. We are working all the time. (laughs) I know. I was like saying that to my husband. I'm like, okay, uh, I didn't make any money today, but I worked all day long. I worked like, full eight hours. Yeah. Like, and I loved, I really love what I'm doing. So sometimes it doesn't even feel like work most yeah. of the time, but you're creating content on Instagram, as you know, like you're doing the same thing and replying to DMs of like clients or potential clients and answering emails and then create, you're cre- always creating something. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, it's just, and I love it, but sometimes I was like, okay, you know, I just, I didn't make any money today, but I worked really hard. Yeah. (laughs) But but it's just different than, yeah, it's a total mindset shift 
from that steady paycheck to that to entrepreneurial life it's a definite yeah it's a, an adjustment for sure and it's definitely triggering to scarcity mm-hmm. mindset which yep. and b- beliefs around money which i have had issues with so it's Me been too. challenging but it's been there's been a lot of growth there too so that's good yeah yeah yeah, I, I feel like I never would have imagined myself an entrepreneur ever. Like it wasn't like that was ever my dream. Now, like now that I am an entrepreneur and I have been for four years, looking back, I'm like, I was never meant for a nine to five and I can see that. Um, but it certainly was like never something that I thought I could do because I like just personally sharing, like I've shared on this podcast before that I have a diagnosis with ADHD, right? So my brain is like all over the place. I have trouble with routine. I have trouble with time management. I'm like, I could never run my own business, but I'm doing okay. (laughs) Proving to myself that I can. I feel like a lot of people with ADHD and like, hello, me too. (laughs) They have like, I think you would just what you said it, you would think oh it must be hard for you know neurodivergent brains to to run a business but i feel like that we're actually really suited for it too because yes. i feel like there's a lot of adh like neurodivergent people who are entrepreneurs too and i think we, i i agree and i think the only struggle is us trying to like working through the the conditioning and the the belief system that society like how how business or how work works um doesn't necessarily always suit itself or fit well with a person with that's neurodivergent sometimes not all the time don't want to generalize but for me it did not so i think right. in a way it's just like yes this works better for us personally speaking but all of the like framework of like how work is supposed to be doesn't work but like who says it's how it's supposed to be anyways like maybe we're here creating a new way of work um because I I, somebody told me once oh you have ADHD oh you have your attention is dialed into a higher dimension and I'm like yes yes." oh I'll take that I claim that (laughs) I claim that that. that is what it is I'm like, yes, I, I like and I believe it. I believe it. You know, it reminds me of like, you know, like Dolores Cannon. And I think it was Dolores Cannon that did a lot of talk about indigo children. Because I remember growing up and I'm like, I am totally an indigo child. <laughs> um, I can totally see that. I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Something was, this is That's weird. Okay. I lost you on my screen. Oh, no. <laughs> I can don't you know see where me you're now? No, a phone, a phone call just came through oh. on this. Wait, just one second. Sorry. I hate okay. when that happens and then it like goes I, off and you're like, where is it? I can still hear you. I um, like, I'm a newer Mac owner and then it, it just interrupted my whole screen, this call. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't really know what I'm doing. So anyway, yeah, you're back. That's okay. You. I'm back. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what we kind of talked a little bit about your natural skepticism and potentially like viewing, uh, this work and, and different types of energy healing with a, through a lens of skepticism. So, what role, if any, has spirituality or energy healing played in your life before your spirit, if we can call it a spiritual awakening? Like, and what does that, yeah. what did that look like for you? Um, okay. Well, yeah. Going back to my childhood, I was raised in a very religious household. Okay. Uh, my dad is from, I live in Prince Edward Island, yeah. Canada, smallest mm-hmm. province in Canada. And yeah. Amy's moving back to the East coast of Canada, which is amazing. Yes. And, um, and it, which is interesting. Another commonality we have is that I lived, I lived where you live now in Kingston for a summer. Did I ever tell you that? I think I did. Yeah, you did. Cause yeah. you said you used to work at the Cataraqua Mall. The cats. Yeah. The cat center. <laughs> the cat center. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah. So my dad grew up in Boston. He 
went to Catholic school. He was taught by nuns, a very like religion was a part of his curriculum. And there every Friday they were going and doing the stations of the cross and just very, very religious. Mm -hmm. And so that I was raised in that Catholic household. My mom uh, was Protestant and Mm -hmm. my mom, it's interesting, very spiritual, but not very attached to Catholicism or Protestantism. I don't even know how to say that to the Protestant faith, but she was always very spiritual and into spiritual, spiritual things, spirituality, spiritual type of, I don't know, different modalities. She was chronically Mm -hmm. ill most of my life. So she was into EFT tapping and just like a lot of different, she's very open-minded with kind of that world. He's somebody that would like see a sign and know it was a sign, you know? Uh, Yes. Yeah. yeah. She was, and just very she was very open-minded but also like would go to a bible study with with uh nuns at the at the church and like it, she, she just would she could go with any type of yeah open to a lot of things i guess um but i was raised uh i was baptized and raised kind of quite strictly in the catholic religion and i felt a very you know i remember reading like I don't know why this is coming to me now I totally forgot about it for a period of time like I became almost quite religious I was reading this daily bread my mom had it was called the daily daily bread Mm -hmm. and it was almost like these devotionals this little Mm -hmm. book that my mom had delivered to her and I remember praying a lot but then it reached a point I don't know how old I was I became very disillusioned um, with the Mm -hmm. Catholic Church and realizing that my personal beliefs didn't coincide with a lot Mm -hmm. of the, the teachings of the church and so then I literally just like pushed it aside and didn't believe in anything like zero, mm-hmm. zero faith in anything felt like I was living this life fighting, fighting, fighting the good fight by myself and had yeah. no support. And, you know, I know that always concerned my mom, if you don't have faith, like, what do you have? And I'm like, faith, faith in what? Like, I just didn't believe in anything. And I didn't really talk about religion too much with my parents at that point, but I didn't believe in God or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And the word God triggered me, um, to be honest. And then my personal story, and I won't go into all the details, but I have a whole, I have a whole podcast episode about my story on my podcast, if anybody's interested to hear it. But in a nutshell, I was teaching, had young children, I was staying up late every night. I was like experiencing extreme amounts of anxiety and so Mm -hmm. disconnected from myself and everything that I don't even think I realized how anxious I was and how, how just, I don't know, I was going in such a bad direction. And, Mm -hmm. and then I hit a rock bottom when I was diagnosed with cancer and Mm -hmm. it was melanoma and, you know, a friend from university had just passed away from actually that's part of the, that is a key part of the story I should tell today is that she had melanoma. Hers had, it was metastatic melanoma. Mine was stage two. Hers is metastatic. So it means it got into her lymph nodes and spread. And sadly she passed away and left, you know, her son and her husband, her son was two at the time. Mm -hmm. And it was a really sad and devastating story. And I, yeah. And I remember being at her funeral and this is somebody who I was an acquaintance with. She wasn't like my close friend, Mm -hmm. but you know, I was at her funeral. She was an acquaintance. She was a beautiful person. Mm -hmm. And during the funeral, I felt 
it was the most bizarre thing. Like I, I just got this sign that, and it was just like, call the doctor. You need to call. There's this mole on your leg. You need to have it checked. And it, and I don't know. I don't, it was like this divine intervention. And I went and got, I called my doctor. It took a year to get it taken off because two doctors didn't think it was, didn't look like melanoma to two different doctors. And the first doctor sent me to the specialist because he knew I'd lost a friend and that I was anxious about it and just wanted to, you know, quell my anxiety, I guess. And then they find they were, both doctors were so shocked that it was melanoma. So I, I was diagnosed with melanoma as well, but I felt like that, that her, I felt like it was her watching over me and I felt like I got this divine sign from her. Yeah. And it's so interesting. And when she passed, I felt this deep connection to her that even we had been acquaintances, but it was like, I felt so close to her after she passed away, like so much closer than when she was living. Right. Like from spirit. It's funny because I had uh, an acquaintance as well. Like I went to high school, but she was a year older than me. And she, funny enough, once we became friends on Facebook, like back when Facebook's first came out, I'm aging myself, but like in 26, I've been on Facebook since 2006. Um, I remember we followed each other and she had this picture of her daughter outside. And I said, oh my God, I think they live in the house I grew up in, just like based on what it looked like outside. So I messaged her and I said, do you live at blah, 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 blah. And she's like, yes. And I'm like, oh my God, that's the house I grew up in. They brought, her brother bought the house for my parents. Anyways, the reason I'm telling this story is that we just kind of knew of each other in high school. We're Facebook friends, had this connection that she lived in my childhood home. She was um, diagnosed with metatastic breast cancer. I feel like in 20... I hope I don't get the date wrong. 2015-ish, I don't know, around that time, she had had three kids. Her youngest was little, like maybe two, like your friend. Um, And she, the day that she passed away, I had kind of like an intuitive hit that she was gone. And this would have been the end of 2017. So I've shared a lot on this podcast that that's really when things were starting to happen for me. Like I kind of credit my dad's passing in January 2018 as the very thing like that blew the lid off of it. Um, But things were happening certainly in 2017 and she passed. And I remember finding out the next day, like confirming that she had passed because somebody posted it on Facebook and I sat on my kitchen floor and I cried. Like I just Mm. cried as if somebody like very, very close to me passed. And I'm like, I didn't want to like judge my grief, but at the same time, I'm like, why am I grieving like this? I didn't know her very well, but I have felt her energy so many times over the last couple of years so I don't know like I don't know if she just comes like it might be I don't know a similar thing um I don't know but the health thing think knock on wood I I don't have any signs of um anything going on with me like cancer wise but you know I don't know why she I felt her presence but I just felt like a a commonality when you were talking this close talking about the closeness I just I grieved her it's hard to explain yeah Yeah, it's hard to explain to people because I just felt this deep connection to her yeah. and when she passed and it's like, I was never her best friend. Like, I mean, she was friends with some of my closer friends and it right. was in this other group of friends that I knew her and I knew she's this beautiful, she's beautiful on the inside and out, just like such beautiful energy. And, yeah. but we just had never been super close, like in the same, yeah. that same kind of immediate circle. And, but then I just felt like she was, I don't know, just looking out for me and I felt a strong connection to her. Um, so 
So then, yeah, so then the whole, the the cancer diagnosis for me is when it just rock bottom. Everything that I've been trying to hide from and like not acknowledge in my life, like all these things had needed to change. I was not living, my life was not in alignment at all. And it was just, it was not good. And I just feel like it was like, okay, we're giving her signs. We're giving her signs and she's not listening to her body. She's not listening. And then I just feel like the cancer diagnosis is like, okay, now you're going to listen because right. I, I had to, and I was brought to my knees like, yeah. and they had like, I had to have a surgery on my leg. And cause it, at the time melanoma didn't, um, it doesn't respond to chemotherapy or radiation, but now I guess they're using immunotherapy with melanoma. But at the time it was only surgery that right. is, was the main treatment. And even in this short period of time, this was in probably, oh my gosh, I always freak the date. I think it was 2016. I can't remember. I'm terrible with dates. Mm-hmm. I should know this one. I'm sure it's 2016 right. that this happened. Um, but then, yeah, so I had to get the, you know, a huge piece out of my lower left leg and um, had to have like a skin graft on my hip to cover that on my leg, like a hundred staples. It's great. It was a very, uh, I wasn't expecting it to look like that when I came out of surgery and then they removed lymph nodes as well to see if it had gotten into my lymph nodes. And so I had to wait 10 days and those 10 days were excruciating because if the mm-hmm. cancer was in my lymph nodes, it was a very Different poor story. prognosis at the time. Yeah. And I know, I think they've made a lot of strides with melanoma and even in the last like five years, but, um, so I was terrified and, and that's when I was staying at my parents' house because my husband had to go back to work after taking care of me for a week and I just, I needed support people to help me because I wasn't really walking and doing stuff and yeah. I just sat in my parents' like lazy boy chair and I was just filled with anxiety and that's when I had mentioned to you my mom was into tapping she asked me if I would wanted to do this EFT tapping and I turned her down in the past because I thought it was a little bit out there like I wasn't into any of the spiritual stuff wasn't open to it but I was desperate so I went into her room and we did this tapping sequence and I could feel I literally felt a difference in my body with the anxiety and so I got very into tapping and then then that opened the doors to meditation and mindfulness Mm -hmm. and then from there it's just like my mind opened up to the possibilities because before I was just like so narrow-minded I didn't believe in a lot of things and because I saw the the benefits and I could feel the impact of these modalities that were non-convent you know they weren't conventional yeah that I opened myself up and then I was having issues with swelling in my leg because I've had I had lymph nodes removed and Mm -hmm. that's common people can develop like lymphedema and I do yeah. still have like some existing swelling, but I was in a lot of pain with my leg and I could, I was going to a therapist at the hospital for it, all these things, nothing helped. And then that's when I, I heard about Reiki and I went right. to the appointment for Reiki for my leg. And then I, I realized I was being led there for my anxiety mm-hmm. because it just, I was, I, I was like focusing on all these physical things, cancer, my surgery, my leg, the swelling, but it's like the universe is like, okay, well, we, we see how you operate. I'm spitting on the camera. Sorry. Okay. I'm spitting on my screen <laughs> for anybody who is, uh, watching this. I just spit all over the screen. Sorry about that. We love um, passion spitting. It's okay. Yeah. Um, Conviction. Yeah, conviction. Actually, I went to a speech therapist when I was younger because I would spit when I said S's. So, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, something I've had to work on. Anyway, (laughs) um, I don't even know what I was 
talk oh yeah the reiki reiki but um but yeah the universe was like okay we see how this is going she's not going to do anything about her mental health here we got Mm -hmm. she's focused on her physical the only thing that she's thinking about here is her physical so we'll get her to reiki for her physical and once i got there it was just life-changing the realizations and healing i've had through just connecting with reiki the energy what a perfect segue um, thanks for, for sharing all that story <laughs> with us. Um, cause the next question was, what's your favorite or mind blowing experience you've had with energy healing? And there's so many, right? It's like, how do I just narrow down one? But is there something that was just like, I mean, it sounds like, it sounds like you felt the effects of Reiki right away, which I think sometimes like the first, the first things are like kind of mind blowing, right? Like that get us on that path mm-hmm. in the first place. So you were seeing, the, the, the mental health kind of side effects um, or what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know, but you know yeah. what I mean? You were seeing it, the effects yeah. of on your mental health. I think it's so important that you talked about that too, because I think that just so many of us are just, and, and societally, like we're focused on the physical, like mm-hmm. we break our leg, we'll go to the doctor, right? Cause yeah. that's, we can't go around with the broken leg, but like nobody thinks about how anxiety or depression or, you know, other, other mental health things are affecting them and, and f- affecting them physically. That's something yeah. that I'm just kind of, I, I know it, but like you, there's, I think there's a, like a layer of like, I just want maybe to avoid something back there. But like for me, I was diagnosed in 2017 with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune mm-hmm. disorder um, that's attacking my thyroid. So I have a whole slew of things going on with me. You know, my vision's been affected, things with my liver, my blood pressure. I have swelling. My face is always really swollen. And I'm starting to like, it's starting to affect me really physically now. I've been suffering with it uh, mentally, you know, or like with chronic fatigue for years. But now that something's happening in the physical, it's like, okay, I better do something about that. I think that's just human nature. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just seeing like the mind, mind body connection, um, with things like with autoimmune conditions and, uh, and, uh, you know, um, mental health and like stress and overwhelm oh, and totally. all that kind of, it's crazy there's such a yeah it's, it's such a connection and there's such a connection and yeah it's so exactly what you said I feel like a lot of us will take care of the physical first and it's like the <laughs> some of the mental health issues and things it's just we want to try to sweep those in my yeah in my experience like yeah let's same. just not deal with those right now let's deal with like the okay I'll deal with cancer <laughs> that's a crisis right. situation yeah and it's like okay you know, not realizing for me, the thing that was like the biggest problem for me was my anxiety and inability to regulate stress and lack of healthy coping skills. And through my rock bottom with my cancer that opened me up and made me realize, okay, I I don't have a lot of like, I I exercise, you know, um, for stress relief or drink a glass of wine for stress relief. I couldn't run because I just had surgery. So you know, my, my coping techniques were taken away and I was like, okay, I need, I need more. I need to focus on this more. And so Reiki for me, Reiki has been like the most important tool in my mental health toolbox. And it's led me to just so much growth and understanding of myself. And I guess for, to your question about what's the most mind blowing, like there's been so many mind blowing things, but like what I'm thinking about now personally is when I went through my, like for me, 
Reiki sessions were amazingly healing, but for me, I experienced the most healing during my Reiki trainings, like personal right. healing. And that's why I've taken every training possible for Holy Fire because it's like where I learn the most about myself and I heal, I feel like I peel back the most layers is through mm -hmm. these attunements and experiences. Mm -hmm. I've just done so much personal healing and it's just shown me so much. And in one of my trainings, I was brought back to my, to when I was conceived, I saw this, the whole, everything play out in front of my eyes and my parents were so, you know, happy and felt so much love for me. And then I could then feel the grief. They had all this grief and my parents, before I was born, my parents had lost a child to SIDS and he was three months old when he passed. And my parents mm -hmm. got pregnant with me very soon after he passed. Mm -hmm. And so I had never even thought about the impacts of this. And then I saw my, I literally saw myself being born and, and saw the love that my parents had, but also saw the grief that they carried and how that grief impacted me in my childhood. And so right. things like that, I wasn't consciously aware of. And I don't know that I would have ever been made that connection on my own, like to that level. And so Reiki, because it's spiritually guided energy, it's helped me to heal. Like it's, it's shown me things that I don't think I ever would have known otherwise and helped yes. guide me along the healing path. So that's crazy. And another, another thing is I just had a session today and I've talked, I've talked to this mother before and she always says that I, I can share, I, I'm not using names, but I can share her son's story, but I work with a three and a half year old boy, um, who is on the autism spectrum and mm -hmm. the mind blowing things that have come through about people who, um, with like ASD, like their purpose in the world and in holding this higher vibration as we transition, um, into the new paradigm, into 5d, that they are these, they're, they're holding this higher vibration. And for him to I actually had a reading with him this morning, like I, I do Akashic Reiki, so I do, uh, healing, but also, I shouldn't say his, his session wasn't Akashic Reiki because I ha you have to be 18 years or older. Mm -hmm. Every, all of my sessions are Akashic Reiki if you're 18 years or older, but for children, I just, I get intuitive guidance, but I don't open the records. Right. And so for him, it was all about how he, he's like an alchemist. He like transmutes yeah. all this negative energy and he's been having all these problems. He's sleeping. He's been so tired lately and I'm just seeing like the collective energies are affecting him so much right now. Mm -hmm. And also there are some personal things that within their family that were affecting him, but I don't know, just stuff like that, that I've been learning about autism and like the purpose of these children, which is so beautiful and amazing. I just, I look at these children with awe, what they're doing of holding this higher frequency for the planet. It's unbelievable. Anyway, I, I don't know if you know, but I have a child on the autism spectrum. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I yeah, I do. Um, my oldest. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, but I intuitively have felt that about them as well, that um, people on the autism spectrum are coming there because people are like, why is this happening more and more and more and more? Why, why are there yeah. more children with ASD? Right. I think there's something energetically, like I think yes. they're just a new kind of soul um yeah yeah and I really do I, I have a where's my book it's oh I'm looking at my bookshelf it's I don't think it's down here I'll have to find it but 
It's about all the different, you know, how you were talking about before we started recording, you were talking about indigo children. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is he a crystal? Maybe it's crystal children. There's, you know, the rainbow children, indigo yes. children. Maybe it's crystal. I need to go find the book, but I believe that oh, I'll find the book if you want to put it in your, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we can put it in the show notes. And put it in the show notes because it really explains these different, um, these children who are incarnating for these great purposes. And I, I see like this client that I work with, he has this, um, like I have goosebumps, like this greater purpose. And it's just yeah. this, and it's almost, I feel like I look at these children. I'm like, you're making, they've made such a sacrifice for the collective yeah. to be here. And it's like, they're, they're, <laughs> they're just doing this work, holding this higher vibration yeah. so that we can, we can uh, transition into this new earth and it's just beautiful and amazing. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's been mind blowing the information during the Reiki sessions for this child. And I have to clear him. He gets all these attachments like, and that's, I don't know if this is with all children with ASD, but with him particularly, he is a sponge for attachments and like yeah. intrusions. And so mm -hmm. I'm clearing him. He just picks it all up and, mm -hmm. um, he, he just needs to be cleared a lot. And so mm -hmm. another thing that was coming through is that um, he's going to benefit from being attuned to Reiki. So I was his just going to say that. Really? It, uh, he should be attuned to Reiki when he gets older so he can... Well, we're, we're going to do it soon. Like okay. I'm getting the guidance and I said, you know, I'm just going to do it, do it for her. I've never done this before. So I need to, I'm going to touch base with people at the International Center for Reiki Training. That's where yes. I train. I, I'm... I'm a member and that's where my trainings are like I, I'm based through the the ICRT and so I want to see what I know children as young as like two years old have been attuned to Reiki I just don't know how if there's anything I need to be aware of but like what I heard is like for him he needs to take this you know he need this is going to give him more this is so interesting this is what came through and I was talking to her the, this morning and, and she's like, always like, you can share everything. She, she feels like sharing is helping create more awareness with, I do too. within yeah. the community. Mm -hmm. And so what I heard is for people, like people with autism, I don't, I don't know if it's just him or I believe it might be for the whole community is that for him is entered energetic literacy is the most important thing. Like in this 3d world we're living in, we focus on literacy, reading and writing and think about you need to read and write to communicate and navigate this world. That's an important skill. I yeah. heard for with ASD energetic literacy is the most important thing. So they, because they're living, I heard they're already living in the fifth, like he's already yeah. living in the fifth dimension. And mm -hmm. so he needs to be able to navigate all these energies and so being attuned to Reiki is going to give him back control and allow him to yeah just be energetically literate it's just right. to me this stuff is fascinating because I it's crazy the stuff that's been coming through and this anyway it's just so special that's these children really amazing yeah yeah. yeah. It, it reminds me, like, I know ASD, like, because I have, ch I have a child on the on the spectrum ASD, but then I also have a child on well, that has ADHD. Um, and sometimes there's overlapping, um, you know, uh, characteristics of that. And um, just, it reminds me of what we were saying earlier, both of us kind of self-identifying with ADHD and 
kind of joking attention dialed into the higher dimension but like maybe yeah. like maybe we, yeah. we all are right like we are here to <laughs> maybe that makes us perfect neurodivergence of the Ooh. world rejoice right well yeah. yeah because I think a lot of or us felt like yeah we've never felt like we fit in but we're not supposed to you right. know yeah we're not supposed to so that, yeah that's that's amazing thanks for sharing that uh so let's end with um what are you i just saw something flash across my screen i don't know if you just saw that i was looking down and it was okay i'll have to i'll have to see if it shows up in the uh when i, I actually saw it. maybe i thought you meant like a like do you mean you feel like maybe a spirit type thing it's like something oh, like yeah. light or something like, just went across so i was looking yeah. at my questions that i have prepared for you but in the corner of my eye i saw something kind of run across the side so normally yeah. i've shared a lot on this podcast and on soul rising that there's a lot of spiritual activity here so every time I record people are like oh my god there's orbs everywhere it's because I only um, connect to spirit here in this office like nowhere else do I connect to spirit so I feel like I've created almost like a portal in some way where there's a lot of energy but I just I, I gotta replay it you guys on YouTube when you're watching let us know if you can see it yeah, something just went know. across I saw it over <laughs> here I saw it like go like that and, and come over here usually Erin my co-host on soul rising she'll see uh, something coming down the stairs or she'll feel like something's coming down the stairs I think I saw that I when you first asked the question I thought you meant like did something like a notification come on the screen no and I no didn't, but I think I saw I, like something a, a light yeah for some reason I feel like it looked red to me but I don't know anyway interesting so what could, are you I up could to? be wrong I could be wrong no. we'll watch it back um what are you up to now like what are your future plans I know you talked about you're like semi-retired and maybe oh. that maybe all of that isn't quite worked out just yet but like in terms of your spiritual practice and your in your business what are some things that you're working on or even like some goals or future future stuff yeah. you're thinking of um, well, right now I'm working on the an ICRT Animal Reiki Level One and Two mm. course. So I'm working on you know working on the creating the content for that course because I really want to share that energy with people because the frequency from this like it's it's not just for people who want to work with animals. It's very healing frequency fre frequency for empaths. Like I personally I identify as an empath. I found yeah. it so healing and it's actually a really beautiful frequency an abundant frequency so a lot of people who take this course and are attuned to the energy notice that any like things with scarcity mindset like abundance starts to flow to them more freely which is amazing mm -hmm. um so I'm working on those two courses and as well because I'm always doing I can't just sometimes focus on one thing I'm also working on a master Reiki training course as well that and I'm not sure when I will be delivering them, hopefully delivering both within, you know, moving into the summer, I guess, or maybe a little bit sooner, who really knows. Um, and also working on, uh, I've been certified in breathwork and meditation, and I love those modalities. And I've had people reach out to me wanting to know more about breathwork. So thinking of doing a, you know, and I've taught a lot in my students um, mm -hmm. in the past, I've done a lot of work with breathwork and meditation in the classroom. So I'm working on doing an introduction to breathwork um, class training online, as well as breathwork for intuition, um, which I've, I've learned different breathwork practices that help you um, connect with your intuition. So yeah, so those are right now what what I have on the docket. And I don't know about whether I'm going back to, I'm just on a, I'm a you can take a leave for two years and go back mm -hmm. to your same school. 
So yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. I haven't been back up. Yeah. I miss, I do miss the students, but, um, a lot. I love, I love teenagers, uh, love their energy, but I I'm loving what I'm doing. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. It'd be quite a change because like you as being a self-identified empath, I, I am as well. Um, you know, working in an environment where there's all that energy and all those people, to working alone like you're probably home alone all day right yeah. like how how do you find that I've do you, found it very very good that's that was that's, my issue with the school is that right I love I love like the energy of teenagers but at the same time I had to really up my energetic protection and that's yeah. where the Reiki came in for me is that I learned about energetic hygiene energetic protection because I literally would do an energetic practice driving in every day to school and that helped a lot but now just being in my own space I just find has been amazing like I do mm-hmm. miss aspects of school for sure but for my own personal health as an empath I think in yeah. my energy it's been pretty amazing to to just have this space <laughs> yeah I yeah. find like as an empath myself like I, I I do like to be around people like sometimes that gives me energy it depends on who the people are I've learned that about that I've learned that energy isn't personal it just is some people you're going to feel really great around some people you might not um but I I tend to like because I do work from home and I'm alone a lot I tend to find myself sometimes like self-isolating so I have to it's like a fine balance for me it's like I have to go out and like just walk around the mall or something like I have to be around people because I haven't seen anybody you know other than my family for the last like week, right? Like I can find myself self-isolating. Yeah. I do but that's that also too. a barometer for me. Yeah, it's, it's a barometer for me too. Like I've noticed, we've talked about coping mechanisms a lot and like one of my um, and, like not so great coping mechanisms that I'm now aware of is that I tend to self-isolate when I'm going through anything. So people will notice, they'll be like, Amy, I haven't seen you on your stories in a week. Um, like you're not posting anything. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, I'm just, I'm processing. Like that's just what I do. But I'm also learning that sometimes that can be to um, my death. Like, it's not always good. Um, so I'm trying to find a balance with that. It's funny because me I've, me learning more about astrology. We talked about that a little bit yesterday in the DMs because you're like, I don't know any about mm-hmm. anything about my astrology. I don't. Like, you should, like, I should figure out, like, you should give me your stuff because I'll figure out what your north node is. Because learning that my north node is Virgo, your north node is, like, where you're – what kind of your higher path it's it's like your true north it's where you're meant to go right so for me having a north node in virgo you might too because it's generational and i think Mm -hmm. we're born within like six months of each other so you might have the same uh it's like take like your north node sign is opposite to your south node this might be getting a little bit too technical but just if you can think of like your north node is where you're going south node is where you've been so the opposite of virgo is pisces right so for me past life mastery has been with those Pisces characteristics of going within, of finding my center, of being in that mystical, intuitive, spiritual world. So I've got those skills, which might be why I feel um, I suit this work and that it comes naturally. But then to think about, okay, but that can lend itself to, if I stay there, there's no growth. So like, how do I take those skills and use them in a Virgo way? And mm. so but I had a re- astrology reading done and they're like, you're actually doing like, it's perfect. You're definitely listening to your spirit because you're taking your skills, those Pisces skills, and you're being of service, 
right? In, in that Virgo way. So it's like the perfect thing for you to be doing and to putting yourself out there and to like, you know, adopting healthy uh, coping stress mechanisms. And so sometimes, long story short, the reason I'm bringing that up is because I've realized through trial and error that sometimes I want to isolate, but sometimes the very thing I need to do is to put myself out there. And when I do, I process out loud. That's what this podcast has mm. become. I process out loud and then I'm like, whoa. And then it, there is the, there's the answer. There's the clarity. It doesn't always come from within for me. So it's interesting. I love that. Um, I That's so interesting. I need I, to. I bet you in. are. I need to look into that because here, hearing all that, I'm like, okay, I need to get on the astrology train here because I'm, you know, very into human design and, but I know yeah. I don't know anything about astrology. And for me, the podcast, because I'm a manifester and my strategy is to inform, I was like, okay, I need to start informing if I want to be in alignment. So the yeah. pod, po a podcast is going to be, you know, a good, should be a good avenue for me to inform and be, you know, come into alignment. So there's so yeah. much like self-sovereign, like I have two children, I have three children, two of them are manifestors. The oldest and the youngest right. are manifestors. The middle is a projector. My husband and I are generators. So it's, it's a whole lot of interesting stuff happening here. Um, but the manifestors, like I, I see that in them of like needing to like be sovereign, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I make this decision. I, yeah. So I've just learned to like give them choice so that they feel like they're making it i told what to do right i'm okay with either of these but like i'm gonna trick you into thinking you have a choice you know like right. whatever whatever works but yeah yeah smart. i think uh yeah learning your kids human designs i think is really smart um parents who are listening maybe i'll link in the show notes uh how you can figure out uh human design for your children or yourself yeah. with a free link okay kate it was wonderful to have you on thank you so much you were so generous with your time and all the things that you shared and got vulnerable and that's what we do here we get vulnerable mm -hmm. um so thank you so much if anybody's interested in um finding more about kate um on instagram you're oracle light worker right yeah right uh all her others and yeah oh, sorry, go ahead go and share I was just going to say her oh, website no. and things like that, I'll link in the show notes, but if there's anything else you want to share to end, um, um, uh, Oh yeah. Yours. And if anybody's, I just thought of this, if anybody's interested, I don't know when this will air, but, um, do you know April. when it's airing? It's going to air in okay. April. So yeah. I do have an up, I have an upcoming, uh, Reiki level one and two training March 18th, but so this will probably won't, will, won't have aired yet, but if anybody's interested in sessions or trainings, I'm always future trainings. Yeah. Have future trainings coming up. So you can look probably best places through Instagram or Oracle Lightworker Healing at gmail.com is my email. But yeah. Amazing. Thank I like you. to hang I out on Instagram the most. Me too. I think that's my favorite as well. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely gonna check out the Reiki Master training with you. Um maybe in the fall. Maybe in the fall if you're offering something around that time. Because it will be a year. You have to wait a year between trainings, right? Is that right? Uh, six months. Okay. Six months, but but I waited. I it just you go with your intuition. I waited. I did end up waiting a year, and but again, it's just go with your guidance. Maybe I but knew it's that. only six months. Okay. Yeah, Maybe you told me that. And so in my head, I kept uh, held on to the year because I was thinking year, yeah. we're moving, right? We're moving back to the East Coast. 
this summer, once we're settled, we're moved in. The fall, kids are back to school. Maybe we'll yeah. uh, we'll connect then. I've had a few people, like I mentioned, just a couple people um, that you and I were recording, and they're like, "Oh my God, when you be back here, you and Kate should do something in person." And I was like, "I feel intuitively <laughs> that we will. Maybe at some point. You never know. Yeah, maybe um, some sort of little retreat or something would be really cool. That would be cool. That would be cool. Really cool. You need that's good for me to get me outside of my little." That's like what, now that I'm not teaching, I do self-isolate as well. And I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't do any in-person sessions or anything, but it's good. It's good to be pushed outside and and to, to connect. I feel like that's a message that's been coming through for me a lot is the importance of community as we move into just like the energies um, coming up here is like, I keep hearing the message around community and connecting with people and you yeah. can do that online, but I think it is, there is something to be said about me like connecting in person too. So that would be cool. It's funny you're saying that because I do everything virtually as well. And I'm like, this works for me. Like I don't need to do anything else. Um, but I keep, it's funny cause I did a live, this is off topic, but this is how we roll. I did a live <laughs> on Saturday, uh, March 4th, because that was my, um, fourth year in business like that was my anniversary and so I went live on Facebook and I did live readings it's supposed to be for an hour ended up being two and a half um, and so many people messaged me and they were like I know you're good but you were really good um, do you think it's something to do with the energy of having all those people there celebrating you and it like built the energy because yeah. it was just on fire right and I was like maybe and I said I kind of intuitively feel spirit anyway saying hey like once you're moved and you're settled it's time to do things maybe not one-on-ones in person but like doing an event Group. doing a retreat yeah. being with a lot of people and so you saying that kind of validates I, I got just got goosebumps as I said it. So I feel like spirit is like, yes, <laughs> we're going to do something in person and build that energy. Um, yeah. I very exciting. That. I love it too. I love that. Okay. So stay tuned for all of that. Um, thanks again. We'll see you next time. No, thank you. It was <laughs> okay. a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining me for another episode here of the Intuitive Rising podcast. If you would like to continue the chats and join the community, please join us over on Facebook and search for the Intuitive Rising community. All are welcome. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider giving it a five-star rating. If you'd like to connect with me directly, please visit my website at theintuitiverising.com.